Greetings, everyone. Welcome back uh, to the Power of Men podcast. And uh, we're here to finish up our part two. Uh, talking with my brother here, Brother B. How you doing, sir? I'm great. I'm great. Doing great. We had some uh, positive feedback from our last episode. And uh, people are looking forward to hearing the um, the rest of it. So we will definitely be doing that again. Uh, well, not again. Well, today. <laughs> um, so again, I want to also give a shout out to everybody who have um, listened. And uh, we had over 49, about 49 listeners to the podcast last week. And about 31 um, was related to the part one that we did. Becoming one with self, becoming one with your wife after infidelity. And uh, it's an ongoing process, right? It is, it is. All right. So, yeah. So, thank you, everybody, for listening. I want to especially give a shout out to uh, my sister, Cindy, uh, who um, helped me to know that I um, we need to make sure that our voices are clear and being closer to the mic. And uh, my sister, Natalie, who's always uh, great support and um, letting me know how um, she's receiving the information that we are, we are providing. Awesome. Um, so I want to hear from some, from some brothers. What do you guys think about the podcast? Is there any way that you would like to see us improve any particular topics you would like to see us focus on? I, I really want to hear from you. Um, cause this is, uh, this is about you. And, and uh, even though it's also for women and, and children who love men and care about men so that we can better understand, um, men. Uh, I want to hear some men. All right. So we will finish on part two. Uh, last week, we uh, ended off talking about uh, your mom a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we want to continue from there. And uh, can you just describe what kind of a woman she was and um, and how old was she when she had you? All right. Well, at that time, she was when she got pregnant with me. She was about 19 years old uh, back in the 70s. Okay. <laughs> and... um. Of course, I didn't know much about her teenage years, but as as I grew to know her, I knew her as a God fearing woman, okay. and uh, she she showed me that she was a very hard worker, okay, because she always had a job, always kept a job, at least two, maybe even three, sometimes. Mm. Okay, and um, you said she was nineteen when she yeah. first had you, and you are an un- only child. Yeah, I was an only child okay. on her side that I knew of. That you know, okay. Yes. And um, how old was your dad? Uh, I think my dad is a, a little older than her, so he probably was 20. Okay. Yeah. And what happened? Because you said you grew up without your father in your home. Yes, what? Well, what's the story there? I believe that was largely in part to uh, surrounded family members. Um, of course, my mother wanting, you know, having a child, a young child, and wanting to be with the father. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a situation where I think my my grandparents played a large part in that. More specifically, my grandfather. Okay. And uh, he was more so on the, you know, you need to marry my daughter. Ah. Uh, you know, make an honest woman out of her, be right. a family type thing. And my father was one of those ones who would not be pressured. Okay. Okay. And uh, you know, him being stubborn and my grandfather being stubborn, of course, that was a, a powder keg of emotion. Okay. And uh. That that uh, prevented, I think, a lot of uh, communication between my mother and my father. So your mom, she she was living with with her parents at that time still. Yes, that I know of. Yes. Okay. So because um, your father wasn't willing to marry your mom according to how your grandfather wanted, that provided led to him not wanting your father to be around you, or what? what like what happened there? Yeah, it was, it, I think it was kind of a all or nothing thing. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
And um, so that did that break up the relationship between your mother and your father at that time? That I know of, yes. That you know, okay. Yes, because he, he I don't remember him really at all. Wow. So he didn't come around. You guys didn't, he didn't see you, meet you anywhere at all in your upbringing. From what I remember around that time, I've only seen him maybe once or twice. Okay. And there were other specific instances where I was told the individuals were my father, but yeah. was not. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> when did you find out who your father was and, and as well as when did you reconnect with him or connect with him? Well, my mother told me who he was mm-hmm. uh, and like actually meeting him and knowing him. I was 38, 38. Yes. Wow. Wow. All right. So growing up then um, without a male image of well, of your father, at least did your mom um, ever get into a committed relationship? Did she ever marry? Did, did you have a stepfather um, in your development? OK, so. uh no to all of those questions. Okay. <laughs> all right. And what what happened was I she she had male role models around me uh attending church. Okay. Um uh finding people in school. Okay. Uh people I needed to be around. You okay. know, more more about like uh deacons, pastors, okay. uh mm-hmm. elders. Right, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but did, did you did they spend like one on one time with you? Did you remember like you know, going out with a particular male and you guys doing different things together, coming to your games, teaching you how to play different sports or just talking to you about what growing up being a male, being a man was about. None of that. Okay. All right. None of that ever worked. Um, if I saw him, it was at church on Sunday. Okay. Uh, my, I did, I did spend a lot of time in large part with my uncles at that time because of course they were the ones looking out for me when my mom was at work. Okay. Uh, I had three uncles, one who had moved here to Atlanta mm-hmm. and uh, the other two were in Detroit at that time. Uh, the middle brother was the one who I spent the majority of my time with and he was a very strict disciplinarian, okay. which, which led to some other issues. Okay. Yeah, other yeah. issues. Yeah. He's, um, I would say more like abusive oh, type things. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So where did you then um, look for images of what it was to be a man? Did you you had your uncles, you had some images from people at church anywhere else? Did you? Well, I kind of just pulled, pulled a lot of different things from from people that I met. Okay, you know, it was more so kind of even I didn't realize it at the time. I was just kind of taking the best parts of a person and kind of just trying to incorporate it to me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And when it came to interacting with women, who, where did you get that type of lessons or images or modeling from? Well, I typically learned that from uh, my uncles and I, I, just various people that I met, of course. Okay. And, and my uncles, they, they were, you know, the player type. Okay. You know, slick. Quick with the words, that okay. type thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, anyone around you um, in any of those male models um, were in a committed relationship that lasted and as far as you were aware, in faithful? The only relationship that I remember that was a committed relationship was my aunt and she had, she was married. Okay. And they were, they were married for a majority of my, of my childhood. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. 
And from what you could see, that was a healthy relationship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never saw him argue. They always had discussions. Uh, he always tried to talk to me, try to tell me things, try okay. to show me things. Okay. Um, and just try, try make me try to turn out to be a great guy. I mean, he he was influential in my okay in my uh, uh, child rearing. Okay. So yeah. one in many was a positive. So mostly negative is what you're saying, though. Or well, I don't want to say mostly negative. Um. A lot of them, they they did try. They did try. Okay, so they did their best. Right. Could. right. Okay. All right. All right. So, how do you think your experiences in growing up um, without a father, having several male mo- um, role models, um, and of, of varying degrees of positivity, mm-hmm. um, how did that influence you? Uh, your perspective on women and and how you treated women growing up. And up to now, I want to say I think that it was a situation where you you deal with women and they I don't want to say you use them. Okay, what do you want to say? Because <laughs> it sounds like use them is what's going to be fitting in that context. But uh, go ahead. But you more so you're you're the provider. Mm-hmm. You you make the money. Okay. But a woman is there to, I guess, keep you company. Okay. Um, I never, I don't want to say I saw a woman as a, a slave or anything like that. Okay. But I'm glad about that. You, right, right. <laughs> but you, you just, they're just there. Not, not even. I mean, I, I don't, I don't even really know how to. So they're there as your kind of like a, a assistant, your your sidekick. They're there to support you, lift you up. Um, help you to be successful if you were in a family, raise a family, um, that they're there to be your helpmate, as it's said sometimes in in certain Bibles. That is correct. Okay. That is correct. And from that perspective, um, are you saying in your early development that women were not necessarily equal, that men weren't there to support her in the same way as well? Right. Or I guess more specifically, just I saw a strong independent woman. Okay. Doing, being my mother. Right. Doing what she needed to do to make sure I was taken care of without the help of the male. Okay. So it, it led me to believe that I didn't need my father. Oh, uh-huh. okay. All right. That's 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 kind of the, the feeling that I, I ended up taking. Okay. As I grew up. Because she was, in spite of what you were being taught about mm-hmm. women from various um, influences, mm-hmm. um, even religious, um, and women being uh, sort of like a, a sidekick, a, a helpmate mm-hmm. um, to support and lift up the man. Um, your mother provided a, a different type of image mm-hmm. that a woman could be strong and mm-hmm. could be independent and doesn't have to have a man to help her be happy. Right. And okay. at that time, I did long for it. Okay. But it just made me realize that if it wasn't going to happen, okay, then I would still be okay because I still learned a lot of things on my own. Okay. Got you. Got you. All right. So that's good that your mom was able to be that strong, positive influence of mm-hmm. what a woman could be and, and is um, in your life. Did How did you, like in your early stages and the relationships that you've had, did you find that you were attracted to women like your mother or did you find that women who were more supported what your images of her should be like she should be a support rather than having uh, too much of a voice i guess well i think what i found was is that when i dealt with women 
it wasn't necessarily that I was chasing the model of her, but I just I just dealt with what I was used to. Okay, which and is by that I mean like girls I went to school with. Okay, okay. Um, but when it came to choosing a wife, okay, I guess it ended up being the woman who exhibited the qualities of a mother-like person is what I was attracted to. A mother-like person as your mother, a mother-like person, just generic um, traits of a mother. What do you mean? Well, you know, I was involved with, and then she just instinctively began to take care of me. Okay. All right. You know, without even being told. Right. It was just like a, a, an instantaneous. Wow. And that felt good, made you feel good. What does that feel like, you know, having a woman who is willingly wanting to take care of you? Well, it it showed me that I was like, okay, well, hmm, she really cares. Okay. She might be the one. Okay. All right. You know, she she genuinely cares for me. She's just, you know, taking care of me on her own without without any. She took the initiative. Took the initiative. Okay. To just take care of me. and, and, And not a lot of women were doing that at that time. Okay. So. So yes. that was that was that was an indicator for you that, that, that she might she might be the one. Don't let her go. Right, right. Right. Did you find as you went on in that relationship, did you was the the treatment reciprocated? Did you treat her in that same way as well? I did. Okay. I did. Uh there was no length that I would not go. Okay. All right. For her. Okay. Yes. Yes, that's correct. All right. And did when did you begin your extramarital connections and, and the flirting and even that um, one time that you had a, a physical inti- um, intimacy or sexual relationship as well as the ongoing challenges. When did that start? How long into the, the marriage? Okay, so that started about four and a half years in. Okay. 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 And just to kind of clear it up and be you know completely open, it was more than one physical Oh. Physical, oh. Uh, 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 extra uh, situation. Situa- a situation. All right. Right. There was more than one. All right. Well, I appreciate that honesty. Um, how was that? How did that feel? Just like why you think you initially said one, and after the break, you kind of were more able to fess up to what the truth was. Okay. Well, you, 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 I've, I've just come to the fact you have to be transparent, you okay. know, with everyone, and be honest. Okay. To with yourself, you know. I mean, God knows the truth, so okay. you know, just be honest. All right. And your wife stayed with you throughout all of that? Yes. yes okay. Yes. Um, do you think she stayed with you because she couldn't get anybody else? She felt that you you needed, she needed you to, to, to feel happy and, and, and any of that? Like, why why do you think she stayed around? It was explained to me in a very deep conversation one night. Okay. And it was, I was told that there were times that she could have left. There were many opportunities for her to step out and do her thing. Okay. But she said she did not. And she declines because she truly loves me. Okay. She saw better things in me. Okay. And she knows that I have great potential. Okay. So how long do you think? Cause what, what motivates you then to want to say, you know, I'm no longer going to do this. Cause if every time you step out, she is there waiting for you arms wide open well maybe not necessarily wide open but waiting for you really ready to forgive you and try and make things um, better and moving forward what makes you want to ever want to stop doing what you've been doing well again in that you have to be honest with yourself okay and one of the things that uh, guys need to realize is 
a woman can only take so much. Okay. Okay. And once you realize that, then you have to be honest with yourself and say, hey, she loves me. She's here for me. I need to go ahead, do the right thing, act right, and, and get my head in the game. Okay. So are you saying times before now you didn't want to do the right thing or weren't you telling her that, okay, I'm, I'm serious this time. I'm not going to weren't like, weren't you serious those times as well? Yeah, you can be, but you, like I said, you have to be honest with yourself and you have to just 100% make up your mind and it, it just, it, it has to be a conscious. So you're saying you, like you're talking to the men out there. Well, I'm talking about yes. you. Yeah. I'm talking about me too. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you have to be yes. conscious of, yes. of what? Of self. Uh, what about that? What and, do you mean by that? And you have to make make the decision as a man because that's a I have to be conscious as a man and make that decision that I'm going to do the right thing and and just for lack of a better word, cut out all the BS. Okay. So what have what um, parameters have you put in place that's going to support you and not being flirtatious or reaching out? Because um, you know, you may still have some of those tendencies within you. So what's going to, to, to purge that out? What's going to, to help you support you in maintaining, um, your fidelity with, with your wife, the, the woman that you say you love and care about and who's been so supportive and so loving and forgiving, mm-hmm. like who's to say you won't do this again. So what you need to do is what I need to do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What I need to do is, in, in even in the previous discussion, cut off the amount of social media okay. that I engage in. You have to, as I was told, for me, mm-hmm. to end those toxic connections. You have to end those toxic connections. And what makes a connection toxic for you? The temptation. Okay. So yeah. a relationship that might be tempting mm-hmm. um, or relationships where you have that kind of flirtatious back and forth right, or right, attraction right. or and even if it was a you know a person from a previous situation okay all right yeah you have to end that okay how has social media been an issue well you know in the, in the days of uh you know modern technology we have instagram we have facebook you got twitter you got snapchat and and on all of these you have uh models mm-hmm. right everybody's on there they're trying to get their content out there they're trying to get subscribers they're trying to get followers they're trying to get you to pay for stuff right. know, they're trying to sell pictures and videos and you know all of that can be very tempting okay you know if if you're a man and you have a wallet and you mm-hmm. like that kind of thing it's, okay you know but it's it's your responsibility as a man to be true to yourself and um not buy into it and so, kind of respect yourself okay and the the person that you're in a relationship with so you're saying respecting self i like that because a lot of times i think for many men when they try to go on the straight and narrow they're trying to do it for their marriage they're trying to do it for their significant other and not necessarily taking themselves into consideration as to why they should say no so what do you mean by respecting self or looking at yourself or taking care of yourself well, when you're doing that, you're, I don't want to say you're, you're diminishing your value, but you already have someone in house 
that that loves you and is taking care of you. So why are you looking? Well, sometimes maybe in that moment she ain't taking care of me. She we we upset. We ain't talking. Right. And and that has happened. Okay. That has happened to my to myself. Right. And so I, what keeps a man being faithful in those moments when he's not feeling like she's there for me? She is listening to me. She wants to hear me. Why? Why can't I not say well? Because she's she's doing what she wants to do for herself and taking care of herself. Not necessarily you know, cheating, but she's shutting down. She doesn't want to talk, or all she does is yell and complain. Why should I, what can I do to prevent myself from giving in to those temptations? Well, one thing I've even told a lot of people when I talk about this is marriage is hard work. True that. And you have to want to put the work in. Okay. It's up to you. All right. So one of the things that I do when, you know, there are times in, in one of, in some of those social medias, especially in, on, on Instagram, um, I will get an invite or somebody wants to follow right. and I go in and check their profile. Um, and if the person doesn't have any pictures or anything on there and I don't know, I, I don't accept it or I, especially if I don't know them or they might send some of those pictures as previews and I automatically delete. And even though there might be times when, depending on where I am in my in my level of strength and 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 or weakness, there's a slight temptation. But I've I've like told myself, don't give in to the feeling. Right. Do what I know is right. Right. And 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 trust and and that has developed my willpower to say no, to not even give in. Because mm-hmm. um, there will be times when you and your significant other are not on the same page mm-hmm. or are not in agreement. And there'll be a lot of exposures out there. And to, so to say no, some for me has also been not, it's not just for my wife. And it's also for my kids. It's also for my profession. Um, but as you talked about, it's also for me. Um, you know, I want to have an, an, an internal image and reputation within myself for myself mm-hmm. that doesn't give in to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember having to give up a particular site that, that I used to go on that mm-hmm. some of those stuff would come up. Right. And I stayed a, ye- a year from that because I was in a rough, I was in a weak space for a long period of time. And I'm okay. like, I can't, I can't afford that. So I told my wife about it, that that's what I've been doing and, you know, avoiding this particular social media. And mm-hmm. uh, for now I'm, I'm back on it, but I'm like, nope, I've lost the interest to even be, tempted and really wanting to strengthen my marriage and yeah. strengthen myself because yeah. again this is not just about my wife it is right. to support her to support our marriage but it's also to support me in being the man that i say i want to be right yeah that is a battle that i'm fighting also yeah that is a battle so we we know that for for men it's not always easy and and we've 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 heard so much about men think about sex a certain number of many, 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 many you know, hundreds times of times per per day. I'm not sure that's that's not necessarily true for everybody, but still, that because we are we also um, such physical and visual um, stimulated, we can be easily stimulated by by just seeing something or imagining something, visualizing visualizing uh, an image that may tempt us and take us away from what our focus is. That it's important that we. Um, are honest with ourselves about where we are on our journey, about how weak we may be, mm-hmm. and that we have the appropriate outlets in those moments. And so, you know, going to another woman, 
especially a woman you may have an attraction to or she may have an attraction to you to talk about that or to even just talk about the pain you may not talk about the temptation but you're just talking about your pain may not may not necessarily be the wisest of thing to do that is the uh, wrong idea okay <laughs> um so what do you say about um some situations where men may have a best friend who is a, a female um there's no attraction mm-hmm. um but that's who he tends to go to mm-hmm. um, if he's having issues at home or just his personal issues, nothing to do with home. you have any suggestions about what he can do in moments like those? I do. Talk to your wife. Talk what if she doesn't want to talk or we don't feel like talking? You got to make her listen because when you take solace in another person, mm-hmm. that is where the problems arise. And I'm speaking from experience on okay. that. You do not want to do that. Okay. Do not talk to the person because that's who the problem is with. You don't address anyone else about you and somebody else's problem. I think it's from one of the Gottman's um, book. I think it's the 10, 10 lessons to transform your marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about in there that if you have a secret relationship with somebody else or talking to a, another a, a person of an opposite sex it could be of the same sex if that's your attraction about something that is bothering you that your significant other doesn't know you have a secret relationship with that person mm-hmm. and so it's important that your significant other knows or is aware of what troubles you or what what challenges that you're having and be mindful of having you know those type of relationships where your significant other doesn't know Right. So what if you have you do have you talked about coworkers or who you tend to have those type of relationships with? Mm. How would a man in a work environment who's working around women and is getting closer to to some of the women there? Nothing, no inappropriate relationships or in or or interaction. What can he do in in respect to his relationship with his with his wife or girlfriend? What can he do to support his wife in feeling secure about his relationship with his coworkers? You have to have a boundary. Okay. You can't cross that boundary. And if it, if there is a danger of it, then you need to remind yourself and also bring her up. Mm-hmm. Hey, just remember, you know, I'm married. Well, this is what me and my wife do. Okay. So yeah, just make sure you in, including your wife in conversations with right. your coworkers. Right. As what about right. with you at home? Do you talk to your wife about any of your coworkers or because? Well, yeah, what I'm finding out now is you have to because it's it's like you say, well, if you just bring up a person, it's like you pull them out there and it's like, well, who is this person? Right. Well, this is the person I work with. Well, you never told me about them. Right. Right. You know, so it's just like, you know, where'd this person come from? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's important. So we're getting some good advice here uh, for you brothers. Uh, fellow kings and for sisters and queens out there to to be mindful of um, especially in working environment where you work with the opposite sex or same sex that you're attracted to um, be mindful to set appropriate boundaries um, within those relationships Um, bring up your significant other to in in conversation Um, talk about things that you guys do together don't necessarily talk about how you are doing um, if you're having problems or whatnot um, so be careful of that. And also with your significant other to bring up um, your relationships with your coworkers, especially the ones that that you spend a lot of time with. Um, that will help um, your significant other feel a bit more secure about your connection with that person, especially if you've had a history of having inappropriate relationships with coworkers. All That's right. Correct. 
So you don't want to have to resign from something you love and enjoy doing because of your vices and, and not being able to be disciplined enough to say no and avoid um, and avoid uh, any unnecessary struggles, strife, and, and drama that you, you could potentially bring into the relationship. Okay? Um, how, what are you guys, you and your wife are doing now to help you to heal and to reconcile? What, what do you guys are, are you guys involved in counseling or what's going on? Yes, we are involved in counseling. Uh, I'm pretty sure we have an appointment coming up pretty soon. Okay. And uh, we've just been talking talking uh i've even though she's been the one that's been checking in the most recently I'm, I'm making efforts to also on my own check in because as it was discussed i never bring it up okay you know because it because it is uncomfortable for me right well what do you think it is for her i mean i'm pretty sure it is for her too okay. but i think more so even with that being said you know, she just wants to, you know, work through it and get it done. Okay. So I think uh, that's a pretty good advice. Uh, I've heard that a lot. And with couples that I've seen that a lot of times the the wife is looking for the husband or the guy to, um, to bring up the issue, to check in with her, to see how she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is one of the indicators for her that he does care about um, the damage that he has caused and, and what it's doing to her. And right. many guys say exactly what you just said. It's uncomfortable for them. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that they knew that they hurt their, their wives or their, their queens and it's hard for them to want to bring it up. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of the ways to help with the healing process. And I even uh, heard a radio personality say, um, in order for you to change, you have to be uncomfortable. Right. That's right. Yeah. Change can't take place with, with and just staying in your comfort zone. Right. You know, yeah, there's not much change that can happen there. Um, you're just going to be saturated um, in bathing in the same stuff, eating the same stuff mm-hmm. and, and breathing the same stuff. So we want to make sure that we expose ourselves because this process, one of the things I tell couples as well, that the struggle that they are experiencing a lot of times because they may not understand why it's happening. They look at each other as the enemy. Mm-hmm. And when the reality is the other person is not your enemy. It's probably a lot has a lot to do with how you communicating, how you interacting, um, not dealing with the quote unquote elephant in the room Mm -hmm. um, and not respecting self, not respecting the other person, holding on to unforgiveness. That Mm -hmm. trust becomes a significant issue Mm -hmm. in in marriages uh, where people are not communicating properly. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people come in and say that, well, we don't communicate properly or we don't communicate in my opinion, from what I've experienced, most of the times that means there's a trust issue involved. Mm-hmm. And when I say trust, people tend to think, well, no, I don't. It's not like I, I don't trust them to be faithful. That's not well. That's not the trust I'm talking about. It's not about cheating on, on your significant other. It's the trust of do you have my back? Can I trust you to have my back? Can I trust mm-hmm. you to be there for me when I need you? Mm-hmm. You know, can I trust you to listen to me? Can I trust you to not bring up stuff that I've brought up um, from for um, to you in a vulnerable moment? Just because we're in an argument, right, right? Right. Right. Can I trust you to even when I'm upset with you when you have an uh, and I have an attitude? Can I trust you to still be true to who you are, mm-hmm. rather than looking to me being good for you to be good? 
you know yeah. and if that's what we're doing you know i'm saying that my happiness is depending upon you being happy no that's too much pressure and, and responsibility to give to another human being yeah you can't make me happy you know or i'm not supposed to be responsible for making you happy that's our individual responsibilities what are your thoughts about that that is also very true um and you can't make someone else happy if you're not already happy that's true right now, I don't mean we can't support one another in, in trying to help each other um, to accomplish happiness for right. our, our individual selves, but it's not our primary responsibility to make our mate happy. That is their responsibility. Our role is to be supportive in helping them to do so. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Okay, good. All right, uh, let's see. So we're here with Brother B, and we are talking about um, recovering um, after infidelity and where his wife, him and his wife are in, in, on their journey and what they're doing to support themselves um, in, in reconciling and rebuilding trust because that's a significant um, um, aspect of, of having a healthy relationship. And so, you know, are there ways that your wife has expressed to you what you can do to help her to learn to trust you again? Yes, yes. Um, like I said, you need to cut out those toxic connections. Um, and it also uh, speaks to, you know, volumes for you if you can make her, make her, I don't want to say trust you, but make her feel loved, give her that security, um, you know, tell her she's beautiful, take her out, do things with her. Um, so taking initiative to right. setting up activities or dates instead of waiting on her to be the one to do that. Right, okay. right, 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 right. You know, just a random, hey, beautiful, okay. how you doing? Okay. I love you text. And it's not because you want sex. It's just right. because, right. you know. Right. Just because. Because she is. Right? Yeah, that's correct. That's who you married. That's right. That's right. So we hear that, brothers. Um, we It's okay to, to, to tell your wife that she's beautiful. Leave a note on her pillow. Um, on the bed, um, if you're not used to making the bed, make the bed. Um, those are little signs that your wife, your significant other can can see and use as indication that you do care about her and you're not waiting for her to um, to do everything and take initiative. Um, my wife loves you know, um, family, spending a lot of family time together. And I know she would want me to be more involved in um, taking the initiative and in creating family environments, family activities. So that's something I'm, I'm, I'm slowly working towards. Um, I, um, I know it's important. I, I enjoy it when we go together. We just came and watched the Avengers uh, movie. That's something we do as a family anytime the Marvel comics come out. Um, love those. Excellent <laughs> um, movie. Yep. And love those times. So Let's not take for granted just because our wives are are good at organizing and creating activities. That doesn't mean we can't support them uh, and or even um, take re- ownership and responsibility for planning and organizing um, one or two activities that that just we're just going to own that that that's ours. We're going to do that right, uh, right. instead of having her to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And and don't look for a pat on the back when you do it. Ooh. Charlie, yeah, Ooh, yes, you. You know, you're a husband, you're supposed to do certain things, so don't look for a pat on the back. Yeah, well, let's let's take a look at that. Let, let, <laughs> um, there, there, there are times when I know I have I, when I do something that I don't mm. normally do, 
Right. There's a part of me that looks is looking for that pat on the back, like just you know, just to, 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 for me, it's important that she noticed that I'm doing this, mm-hmm. and it would motivate mm-hmm. me to want to do it more. Mm-hmm. All right, but I know sometimes it, whether it be her or the women, whether it be her or the women that may feel that well, that's what you're supposed to do in the first place. Mm-hmm. So why you need a pat on the back? I don't get a pat on the back when I do stuff that I'm supposed to do. <laughs> so why are you looking for a pat on the back? So what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, that I also was was one of those guys that you know look for that pat on the back, but you know, or or I would even say, hey, you know, I just want you to see the merit on what I did, mm-hmm. okay. you know. But you know, sometimes you got to take it on the chin. Hey, man, you're not gonna get a pat on the back all the time. All right. So just step up. It needs to get done, yeah. and do it. That's just uh, that's just a part of what we do as men. Okay. So we need to be able to recognize that. Um, Certain um, aspects of what being a man is about is not just going outside and getting the the hard work done, um, the yard work um, done rather, because um, it's hard work as well to do stuff that's within the house and laundry and cooking and all this other right. stuff. So, but there might be times when we need to step up in doing some of the in home um, fulfilling of some of the in home responsibilities and don't just feel that. The, ex- the ex- outside of the house is mine, inside that house is yours. And when inside that house has so many more um, uh, res- um, tasks or responsibilities to, to get done. So we must, we must be open to recognizing that caring for the household and caring for the family is the goal. And working towards, um, not, well, working towards that as a unit. Mm-hmm. Is what matters. We may delegate. We may have certain responsibilities um, that each person may com- com- complete, but it doesn't mean that you, we can't switch them up. It doesn't mean that just because my wife cooks, I can't cook um, if she's tired. Or maybe one day just take, hey, no, no, honey, don't don't worry about today. I got this, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I'm going to cook tomorrow mm-hmm. um, and, and vice versa as, as, as well. Right. And even then, sometimes, man, we need to do some of the heavy lifting in a relationship. Like what? What do you mean by that? Uh, the, well, like what I said earlier, checking in, checking Check in, in, making sure you're um, you're you're doing what you're supposed to do as a man for her to make sure that she's she's okay. Checking in with her, make sure she's all right. All right, thank you for that. Well, we have it. This is the end of part two. Um, thank you all for listening. We truly appreciate you um, checking in in the Power of Men podcast and check us out on your favorite uh, podcast platform. Um, we are on Google Podcasts, uh, iTunes. We are on Spotify, Stitcher. So please check us out, the Power of Men podcast. I would like to thank my brother B so much for opening up, sharing where you are, what your journey has been and being so vulnerable. And it's not easy for men to do so. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, it, I'm glad to help. And I I know my experience will help someone. So, you know, just, uh, invest in love and, um, you know, everything should work out for you. All right. Thank you. And thank you once again, um, everyone, for for checking in. We appreciate you, brothers. We can do this. We have we have to accept the responsibilities, and in making the marriage work. And we say we love this woman, 
we love this person we 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 have to put in the work and it's going to make us uncomfortable the 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 old mindset of what a manhood is or what man is or what a manhood what manhood is about and uh, there's, there's a lot of errors with that and we have to to shift um we, women are not here to to serve us as our servants and we as kings um they are queens as well and true kings and queens both serve um the people that they care for and love so if you are a king that's looking to be served, you are a king that's being led by your ego. Um, but if you're a king that wants to serve, you're a king that's being led by your spirit self and your authentic self. And this is how we love. Thank you once again, everyone. Peace. <laughs>